0: Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! Katya didn't leave her time to wonder. Her touch, her lips, her tongue, her flesh, they drove all thought away. Every time Starbride thought she might surface, passion found her and wrapped her in its tight embrace. The sensations that coursed through her left no room for embarrassment. Starbrite le- learned, hoping to give a fraction of what she received. She let Katya's moans be her guide, and Katya writhed, pulling the sheets from the mattress. Starbrite took that to mean she'd learned well. Until Katya rolled her over and taught her all over again, driving the lessons from her conscious thoughts. She had time for one fleeting notion, and it was that Katya's reputation as a lover was well deserved. Neil. Yes.
1: Neil, Neil, that was really sexy.
0: I know. I don't know what it is, but maybe because I'm an old bitter slut, but I think it's really sexy when it's like, here, let me teach you a few things Mm -hmm. about boudoir time. I love it. I love it.
1: Um, But.
0: Yes. Should I read more?
1: No, we have a podcast.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. Hi, I'm Neil.
1: And I'm Claire.
0: And this is FMK Lit.
1: Where we read two romance novels.
0: A straight one and a queer one.
1: And then we play fuck, marry, kill with the characters.
0: We certainly do. Also, all the spoilers.
1: So many spoilers.
0: So many spoilers. So if you don't like spoilers...
1: Then we suggest you buy the books that Uh we are reading, Uh read them, Uh find out what happens in the end, Uh and then come back and listen to our opinions on it.
0: Yes. They are many and they are vast.
1: Oh, so vast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh, I picked some books.
1: Yes, what did you pick, Neil?
0: We picked- well, you helped me pick. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, the Fate of Crowns, the Fate of Grounds, Crowns trilogy book one by Rebecca L. Garcia, and The Pyramid Waltz by Barbara Ann Wright. Yeah, Which the theme? spoiler, spoiler! The Pyramid Waltz is book one of a series, and I did not know that, and I was upset.
1: Both of them are book ones.
0: <laughs> right, but the, but the. Uh
1: no Fate of waltz. crowns
0: fairy of crowns tells us it's book one pyramid waltz did not tell us it's a book one
1: yes but at least pyramid waltz well we'll get into it but at least pyramid waltz has a defined romance
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was i like i got to the point i had 100 pages left i'm like there are so many balls in the air how are we going to resolve this in 100 pages and i was like this is just a book one, isn't it? And then I looked up the author on Amazon. I'm like, yeah, it's a book one. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, the theme was princesses.
1: Princesses.
0: And the like sub theme, um, which means something different for us. So the supporting theme uh, was that it was high fantasy princesses. Uh So we got princesses. We got magic. We got all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh God. There's so many things. There's... I was
0: very excited because fantasy is my escapist genre. So, yes, I, was I will ready. also
1: say. Um, usually, we try to pick books that are of a shorter length, and that's mostly because whenever I've picked books of a longer length, Neil is angry at me.
0: Because I don't read as fast as Claire does. Fucking sue me.
1: Right? No, I think you're you're correct. But also, Neil this time picked the long books. And we are not going to be able to cover everything that happens in these books.
0: No. <laughs>
1: not even by a long shot. No. <laughs>
0: like, but that's fine. That Wh- is fine. One of these books, my only real contribution is reading terrible syntax and weird word choices.
1: <laughs> oh, but first.
0: But first. Claire. Yeah? Before we talk about these princesses. Yes. What has got you hot and bothered?
1: Breaking news. Yes. Yes. Barbara Walters has died Uh. and while there will be adulation about the fact that she is a, uh, a journalist who broke through many glass ceilings who dealt with a great many horrific men in her life to get to where she was, including like fellow anchors who thought she wasn't good enough to be there because she was a woman um, bosses who thought she couldn't do anything but news on fashion all those types of things like hurrah, hurrah, gratitude where it is given, but we need to talk about this. And this is extremely important. She was a lifelong friend of Roy Cohen. Oh. And if you don't know who Roy Roy Cohen was, he was uh, an attorney who was very much of a part of the the great socialism red scare. uh that was that had swept the nation and he was also one of the uh worst probably awful attorneys in new york city and donald trump is famous for saying where is my roy cohen the type of man who will cover up that your terrible acts the type of man who will make bad things go away um he uh was a horrific human being who did massive, horrible things and then died probably of AIDS Mm -hmm. because he was not just closeted, but he was an atom bomb wherein he refused to believe that he had AIDS and said Roy Cohen doesn't get AIDS. He has cancer. And then he continued to fuck as many men as he wanted to without telling them he was positive. He is and what he was a he is a history's monster that Barbara Walters almost married was a lifelong friend to and then testified at his 1986 disbarment trial as a character witness for him so this is a bad thing that Barbara Walters did and Barbara Walters allowed herself to continue to be positively Like, she stood up for Roy Cohen for the rest of her life. Um, In part because he helped with the adoption of her daughter, Jacqueline, which I'm reading directly off the Wikipedia page now. But let me just tell you, if a crooked lawyer helps you with an adoption of a child, that adoption was not a legitimate or good adoption, probably. And we'll never know because he's a horrible human being and I am hot and bothered about it. So fair. while she did a lot of good in her life and while she was probably an entertaining person to have dinner with, and while uh, she, she absolutely opened the door for a lot of women who did a lot of good in their lives, and we have to recognize that, um, this one thing was a blight. She also had bad taste in men in general. She later dated Alan Greenspan. So <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> that is the end of that i don't have much more to say yes yeah, she was also like you know woody allen's friend so that's yeah. how we that's all any you know i don't have much else to say um oh and roger Ailes. she was also a friend of roger Ailes. Oh my god like, i'm sure she was friends with good people too but you know what can we do
0: yeah <laughs> christine is shaking her head no. Um, no 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 no
1: anyway so a lot of people are going to say a lot of lovely things about her which are true probably Mm -hmm. but this is an underlying truth which is also like sort of undermines the rest of those truths in very significant ways am i canceling barbara walters no because in fact there's no such thing as cancel culture and nobody can be canceled Uh, the only people who can be canceled are those who are already without power if anybody wants to get angry at neil and i for anything uh we are ultimately cancelable because we are just here
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're just two assholes and like drinking we give whiskey up and talking you about bully
1: books us out of existence it's you know yeah we've been canceled but barbara walters will never be canceled because claire rice on some very small podcasts, with a bunch of lovely wonderful listeners uh needed to say this so anyway goodness fuck you barbara walters enjoy
0: <laughs> wow, 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 wow. wow i'm surprised she wasn't mentioned in angels in america
1: No. Because Ward Cohen's
0: a character. (sighs) He's haunted by the ghost of Ethel Rosenberg.
1: Yeah, who he killed.
0: Whom he killed. Yet again, Claire.
1: I know, bringing it fucking down.
0: My hot and bothered seems so petty.
1: I'll give another hot and bothered that's very quick okay sure um this will uh this will come out just after new year's and in an old tradition that neil and i have not actually done for a while we are both getting a swasty drunk sh-wasty. for this particular episode and we are a loopa loopy and this is gonna be fun so this is
0: gonna be fun we might have to do a refill soon <laughs> oh Hundo P. Um,
1: (laughs) Neil, what has got you hot and bothered? (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I was part of the Great Southwest Meltdown and was trapped in SoCal for an extra couple days, which, listen, I was not stranded at an airport. I know a lot of people had it a lot worse than I did. I didn't have to make extra arrangements because I was staying with my mom and she, you know, didn't charge me to stay. So, it could have been a lot worse, but essentially, well, I ended your mom up having been to, you to stay. that would have you, been a lot worse. <laughs> the, yeah. Then I would have just rented a car and hoped for the best. Anyway, um so my mom lives near Long Beach, so that's the airport that I fly into, which is predominantly Southwest. So, I could not get out of Long Beach Airport. There were just no flights for days and days and days. Um and the one the earliest one that I was able to see on Southwest would have had me On public transportation trying to get back into San Francisco from Oakland at midnight on New Year's Eve. So I did not opt for that. Instead, I found a Spirit Airlines flight. And I had never taken Spirit before. But anyone who has just groaned on my behalf. And I appreciate your sympathy. Thank you. Out of John Wayne Airport. (laughs) Which is in Orange County. And it had been a while since I had been... To that type of SoCal Goodness gracious That airport It included the following things uh, the, What I call the SoCal Combo Which is a woman With full face Full contour Full hair done And then like athleisure wear It had a man Doing business on the phone Very loudly as he paced around Where other people were sitting uh, the only food that I could find Was a Carl's Jr. Green Burrito Combo Ooh. And there were No masks Anywhere <laughs> So I'm like oh that's right This part of SoCal Oh boy So that was a fun little reminder of <laughs> As bad as my year Has been this year At least I wasn't in suburban SoCal So There's that <laughs> Speaking of terrible things
1: What terrible things shall we speak of next?
0: One of these books ah! <laughs> Okay Let's talk about books Let's get into it Let's put on our tiaras Let's put on our ball gowns One of these books did don't even have a ball Anyway um, And let's get into it shall we
1: Let's get into it
0: The Fate of Crowns The Fate of Crowns Trilogy book one by Rebecca L. Garcia. In a world filled with Fae and sorcerers, the difference between the truth and a lie can be deadly. As the Princess of Magalore, a dreary kingdom set upon the edge of the map, Winter Mortis is duty bound to marry the Dark Fae Prince and bridge the centuries old division between the Fae and sorcerers. But fate has other plans. Before she can make her way to the icy kingdom of Dark Fae, she's dragged into myrrh filled waters and taken to the rival kingdom. Surrounded by those who hate her kind, Winter must navigate the deceivingly beautiful Borovia and find a way home before anyone finds out who she is. However, she discovers that the world beyond her kingdom is far different than she has been taught. Trapped between duty and her heart, Winter must decide her destiny before the tyrannical king and mysterious Fay prince decide for her. Perfect for fans of the cruel prince. Del- lies. Delve into this gripping fantasy adventure filled with a morally grey heroine. That's true. Uh, political scheming, unique magic systems, lie, and unlikely romance, also a lie. Grab your copy now and read book one in the completed trilogy. Claire.
1: Oh man. Neil Claire. Neil.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's fine. It's fine. I have that picked... sounds like
0: it's fun, right?
1: It does. Um, oh, okay. okay, I'm going to say something at top very quickly before we get into any of this. Um, because sometimes we rip apart books and I don't feel bad at all. And sometimes we rip apart books and I feel a little bad. And sometimes we rip apart books and I feel like you know maybe it wasn't deserved and i look back later and think if i read it again maybe i would say different things the fate of crowns um, was written by somebody with passion and love in their heart for this for this trope this series this idea and um they are doing their fucking best out there and you know what good for them and i'm proud of them and i want them to keep writing because this was a terrible book and we are going to fucking rip into it do
0: do you want to know why i feel okay ripping this book apart (laughs) oh yeah there was an editor
1: no, I that was their friend, I'm almost positive, yeah. who f- was like, I can do this for you.
0: <laughs> who said, I'll find typos and then miss some. And that was the only editing oh. that they did.
1: Yeah, no. Okay, so... Uh, oh my God. Like okay so if anybody out there is writing a book and you're thinking to yourself is it worth it to spend the money on a professional person who will not just look through the book for typos that are basic that any you know word word program could catch but also look for inaccuracies strange things and give me notes on my writing that i trust yeah it is worth it it is worth it Mm -hmm. and you should set aside Mm -hmm. a group of money and pay that person because they would be worth their weight in gold because the fate of crowns would have been a much better book and it still would have been a shitty book. <laughs>
0: Let me just listeners, say, to give you an idea, a third of this book doesn't matter. Yeah. A third of this book is entirely unnecessary and doesn't count for anything. And it's entirely starts... unimportant.
1: Yeah, this book starts uh 20 to 30 to 40% in. Uh. Um I'll also say this book takes place in general fantasy world. So mm-hmm. it's just general sort of fantasy feel. Like so we kind of assume that that's more or less like I don't know, like renaissance sort Western
0: of, European... Western
1: European renaissance sort of feel. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. dresses... You know, Late we,
0: medieval... We're, we're yeah. all
1: super used to it, so we just sort of yeah. fall into it. Which is why when the word photograph pops up...
0: <laughs> zipper. Zipper. Uh, there's a... Okay, not only is this... Like, this is general fantasy and the fact that it takes place in a completely different realm of existence. And there's a line... Where the princess says, what the heck? Mm -hmm. So not only do they have a concept of Judeo-Christian hell, well, Christian hell, she also has heck. So they say heck. Yeah. Why? Why?
1: Why? 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 It just made me feel like this was a book that was published on, like, the internet on, like, a fan forum for funsies and then just thrown together into book form. Um, with, like, minimal look-see over by her bestie friend. So that's where we are. Just FYI when we are talking about this. I, I don't... and now we will go through the maze that is the plot of this book oh my god the labyrinthine okay so our okay i'm never gonna remember anything's names it's dumb okay so here's one thing that i super did love about the idea of this book that i love about that i've been enthralled with this idea since i was a teenager and that is like you grow up in a kingdom and you are told this is the, you're the, this is a good kingdom and everything about this is good. And you are like, we are beset upon by evil. And then you go out into the world, either on purpose or by accident, and you find out, no, your, your dad is the bad king of kings mm-hmm. and that you are dark and bad and everybody perceives you that way. I love that idea. I love that I think that's amazing and I love that like a world filled with propaganda and you didn't even know it was propaganda and now you have to question your reality I fucking love that I also love that getting out of that mindset is hard that it's not something you just like go to another island and you're like holy shit everybody out here is super nice and I've been mistaken my whole life no 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 I love that that's a difficult mindset to get out of And so those are two things that this book could have and almost started to do right. Like, I love that this gray area princess is genuinely having a hard time shaking the propaganda that has been just like pushed into her since she was a baby. I love that. I think that's like, she's out there in the world and this nice man is feeding her cakes and she's like, yeah, but too bad he's part of the bad people. (laughs) Maybe he saved me and pulled me from the ocean But maybe he's feeding me cakes That my mother has said was always bad And maybe he's being super nice and not asking Anything in return and maybe he's being Genuinely not presumptuous but you know fuck And maybe this he's guy.
0: super handsome
1: Super handsome
0: He sounded very handsome
1: Yeah he sounded great uh, And
0: obviously Obviously, he's a secret fey prince because he was wearing a, like a tiara or not a ti- like a circlet. which just that like, that's weird that thing. he always wears that. Obviously, he's just wearing it for fun.
1: And she's like, why are you wearing that crown? He's like, it's not important. She's like, oh, they do not take fashion seriously.
0: here." <laughs> oh, my God. That's the thing. That's another thing. <laughs> Our girl, Winter, is so fucking dumb dumb he's
1: thick as fuck and she's so dumb
0: and like so she ends up in this other kingdom because she's out alone she okay her Uh, father here
1: let me start let me start okay 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 i'm gonna do i'm gonna try to do this as fast as i can okay
0: also sorry really fast that whole bit where she goes to the other kingdom and learns these lessons that's not important we uh, she she gets back home and we still have over 50 percent of the book left None of those characters show up again. None of those life lessons really matter because she's ready to allow invasion and regicide to happen in the Fae kingdom because she wants to help her dad for whatever reason. Like that whole part where she's in another kingdom didn't matter to the book. Yeah, no. All Everything in there that was, I, I use this term loosely, accomplished could have been done so in the fey kingdom in like next to her kingdom
1: oh no i'm gonna (sighs) mark several times where everything that's happened doesn't matter so I i love it um our girl is a princess and in her people her people that she comes from are all magic people they're all sorcerers she even carries around a staff that sort of helps with her magic um she is at that time talking at the opening of the book she's talking to her best friend slash the court um seer uh, morgana M- morgana she's not important we're not really going to dig into her um <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's not important.
1: So um, our girl is like, you know, she's like seeing, you know, trying to see the future. She hears a little bit of a prophecy. It doesn't matter. And then she goes to the to like breakfast that's happening in the banquet hall with her family where
0: they waltz. They have waltzes at breakfast time.
1: They have waltzes at breakfast time. Um, Her sister in law, her older brothers. Who doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Her older brother's wife is like flirting with everybody uh he loves her anyway he's gonna be king our girl is like whatever i can do whatever i want at this breakfast is announced the fact that she is now magic now betrothed to the fey king who lives in the north fey prince who lives in the north she is against this she doesn't want to do that but also she doesn't mind literally that's what the book says several Mm -hmm. times every single time she has an opinion on every anything it, she will have both opinions whatever it is she will say like oh this is the worst thing ever i never wanted to get married or imagine myself married on the other hand it is my duty and i will do it without arguments. <laughs> 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 so anyway she's gonna marry this guy oh, um, God. stuff happens which is unimportant and doesn't matter and then the castle is she goes to bed just to, to sleep and off Oh no no oh oh god I skipped a whole thing. I'm so sorry. So she doesn't matter sad though? about this. So then she's uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. So then she's like looking across and she sees like the the diplomat who's come from the north to talk about this. I don't know. There's a there's an idea that maybe her sister in law is Faye and then that's gotten rid of, so I don't really remember how that It doesn't goes. matter. So this guy jasper who's a fairy from the north is like too bad but you know like fairy like just fuck anybody you know and she's like i don't know that's not the way i live and he's like let's just kiss and she's like it could be a bad idea he's like let's kiss and he kisses her and then her dad comes in and is like what the hell and then murders the fairy um, Jasper right in front of her and he's like everybody would have thought you were a slut if they found out and I was like you were the only one that saw but anyway so... also
0: Faye are immortal but are her immortal. dad killed Jasper and um Winter, like acknowledges that that's weird and then doesn't think about it ever again.
1: But put a pin in it because it's super important. Um, that
0: actually does matter.
1: That actually does matter. It's like one of the big things that does matter. <sighs> so she she's upset about this. Avi. But she goes to bed just like, I don't know what to do about it, goes to sleep. She wakes up. The castle is under attack. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, obviously it's going to be from the Fae who are upset that their diplomat is dead. No. No, absolutely not. The Fae have believed the lie, even though they can tell when people are lying. They've believed the lie that Jasper has gone off with some wench and is living his happy life on an island somewhere. Even though the Fae can tell a lie when they're told a lie. So whatever. <laughs> um, no, this is some other group who's attacking them. Um, the king...
0: Barovia.
1: Barovia. Which is the, the, the,
0: the other king... kingdom. There's also a third kingdom that gets mentioned once and doesn't <gasps> oh matter.
1: Doesn't matter. So the king and the oldest son go out to fight. Uh, the oldest son dies, leaving our girl... Um as the new heir presumptive.
0: But here's the thing. She's meant to rule Megalore. That's how I said it. I don't know how it's meant to be pronounced. Yeah,
1: that's how I said it too.
0: She's meant to rule Megalore, but she's also meant to marry Blaze, the Fay Prince. So they're sending her to the Fay Court. So she's meant to rule Megalore from elsewhere? Yeah. How is that supposed to work? Not explained.
1: Not explained. Not explained. It doesn't matter because, in fact, the current king of Megalore and uh, Winter's father um, doesn't want her around the court for reasons of sadness. I can't really tell. It's to fuck that girl. And sends her and her mother off to an island where they can be sad for a while. Now, they're there for a long time. Or not. The book is unclear. It's either also, weeks, months, days, years, or hours.
0: Also, the way that the book, the, the book is like, they're in the middle of the attack, and then a section ends, and then they're on this island, and I'm like, are they still under attack? What's happening? And then the next chapter starts with four months later. Yes. And I'm like, what about the, what about the attack? What it's happened? Over.
1: It's over. Doesn't matter.
0: Doesn't they explain matter. Explain
1: everything that she's now on an island. It's four months later, but also it's not. It's maybe actually not that much later. It's Who very knows? difficult to tell. Or
0: much longer because now she's a year older.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. She is uh, sad about everything that's happening, but also fine. Um <laughs> She, she goes out to a cliff's edge uh, during the day to read. Even, but she knows she has to be home before dark. Um, but she falls asleep and she wakes up and it's dark. And she's like, oh, shit. At which point, um, wolf thing monsters attack her. Um, she is stupid enough that she can't fight back. She leaves her staff on the ground. We never see her use it anyway. It's fine. She um, uses
0: it once at like 70% in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so she puts Ugh. the staff thing down. She can't reach it now. It, like, pushes her into the ocean. And where... she needs
0: the staff to do magic.
1: Right, yeah. But
0: mer- she's but she's like, oh, my God, I got so scared. I just left my staff there. I'm like, right. no, girl, yeah. no.
1: So a mer person, so she's. it sounds like under the water, both a mer person, who are bad, they're all bad, a mer person and this wolf thing are both biting her, <laughs> and she's
0: drowning. <laughs> <laughs> she's
1: drowning. She And then in the most exciting part of the book, she seems to die. She doesn't die. Um, She is pulled out of the water by pirates, who are very nice.
0: (laughs) They are very nice. They
1: are very nice. And they drop her off on the seashore (laughs) of some other place.
0: (laughs) But they leave her in in somebody's care. They find some... Like, the the pirate captain, who sounds very handsome, was like, I have a friend who I guess is into foreign chicks. I'll just... Have him take care of her.
1: That's exactly what he says to himself. Yeah. And he does Cedric. Cedric. And who started
0: so. I really liked Cedric.
1: And here's where we find out that on Megalore, everybody's, all their magic comes from the moon. And their ancestors in the spirit world.
0: Can I read you a passage, please? Yes, please. Oh my God. This is okay. This is to explain this magic system and then also give you an idea of what it's like reading this book. So she's talking about this other, this other, the people in this other kingdom, uh, Barovia. Most of them were sorcerers too, but unlike us, they used elemental magic and were called Soluses, while we were called Lunas. The names were nothing but to differentiate us from the magic we used in the kingdoms we lived in. The Soluses named themselves that after the sun, after we named ourselves after the moon. It was from the moon where we were energized, strengthening our bond to our ancestors. The others joining them were the Light Fae, who also lived and ruled in Barovia. Again, also named for the same reason, to show they were different from the Fae that lived in Niferum, who were apparently more darkly inclined with their nature what I mean, also I
1: also highlighted that exact same paragraph
0: also this passage was in a weird but that's the thing this author loves to do lore dumps in the most bizarre places
1: right in the fucking middle right in the goddamn <laughs> middle <laughs>
0: the this will be important later happening. so you need to know it right this second yeah. no I don't we're on a pirate ship what is happening
1: Something exciting is happening. Let me just pause this for a second. And let's just get real deep into lore. Um, it was just. It
0: also, that, please that try and parse out that passage. Like try and glean meaning from that collection of words that I just I mean, read.
1: One of the most difficult parts is like she uses that word was nothing but. And it's like, no, it's the most important thing. You're saying, oh, the name was nothing but. And it's like. No, it's very important. You can't just say nothing. Like, oh, I mean, it's not like, oh, this was a, a she. She presented to me a beautiful Christmas decoration as our centerpiece. It was gorgeous. It was. It looked as it looked if it was gold, but it turns out it was nothing but sugar. Like that's cool. That means like it's a smaller thing. Whatever the thing is, it's smaller. We expected gold, but it was nothing but sugar. Uh, no, it turns out their name means nothing but everything that's important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the fundamental differences between our cultures and our cultural identities.
1: I mean, good lord! So oh. now she's with Cedric. She she doesn't. She knows she's on the Soulless's uh, uh, land, which she also knows she. They're the ones that she thinks attacked them and killed her brother.
0: Also. So, As soon as he's like, what's your name? She's like, Winter. Oh, shit. I should have made up a name. (laughs) Yeah, girl.
1: Yeah, you
2: idiot.
1: Um, And also, I mean, just the fact that this place was called Barovia and not just straight up soulless. I was like, oh, my God. We got to remember so many things.
0: Yeah, because then also, like, there were countries and then there were provinces and then there were cities and then there were where the courts were, and it was a lot. It was a lot. I did appreciate that um, where her family's court was was called the Ash Court. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, I thought that was cool. That but, was cool.
1: You know, was whatever. So.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter.
1: No, it's just, it's very, like, you can't call something the Ash Court. And then the murder of Jasper, like, the father, like, hits him with the sword, and it turns him to Ash. And I was like, oh, is this why it's called the ash court? No. 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 It's like you can't just use this cool word and then uh, not, like, then fucking use it in a different context. that has nothing to do with the context of Did the cool even thing. it you
0: explain why it's called the ash court? No. I bet it has to do with trees. It's I, I, bet it, I bet
1: it has to do with I bet it's a bunch of ash dead. trees. Uh, yeah, I think it did have something to do with the ash trees, but I was like, it should have something to do with the dead. Then, like you, you burn your dead, so like their yes, souls so for like, your
0: what? ancestor magic. Yes. Fucking
1: hell! It's ancestor. Whatever. 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 So-, <laughs> so she's hanging with Cedric, and he's the coolest guy ever. And you want to know more about him, but our characters being an idiot and weird about it, so we don't find out anything about him. And soon, and or later- we think he's
0: the love interest
1: and that's he might be who the fuck knows who the fuck knows i, I apologize for being this angry for you know because there's
0: do it girl like, it
1: also does seem like there could be in future books a love triangle between a dark fay and a light fae and uh-huh. our girl winter and i'm like that's sexy i'm super on board with that yeah
0: that needs to happen in this
1: book it should happen in this book because <laughs> the thing is um we could have started on that island we could have started on the island where she's just mm. like, my brother died. I was unexpectedly made like the next heir and I'm secluded on this island. Like that's, that's it. Like I just covered everything that was important in the first, like even like the, the, the murder of Jasper also could have been covered in backstory. Yeah. Like none of that was super important to witness.
0: But do you know what we do skip? The first time she goes and meets her betrothed in the Fey court.
1: Yep, unimportant. We
0: skipped that whole part.
1: She did that apparently during some time during the island seclusion. Yes. But she was too depressed to think about it. So, you know, she doesn't really remember. Oh, my God anyway so she and cedric are hanging out i'm just gonna skip forward because this is it. was actually an exciting part of the book but also it doesn't matter so it doesn't matter those, <gasps> she's hanging with cedric she leaves cedric because she's like super worried that he's gonna find out who she really is and kill her or turn her over or something she can't trust him with good reason with good reason i'm gonna say that mm-hmm. with good reason she leaves she goes into the woods a wood uh, a wood elf comes up to her and is like girl what the fuck are you doing out in the middle of nowhere and she's like oh i'm a, am you know one of the dark i don't know winter people are you gonna kill me and she's like "Nah, i don't i'm neutral in that whole thing <laughs>
0: it's like i'm an elf i got other shit to do
1: and and she's like all we're doing is protecting the wood nymphs who everybody wants for some reason and we want to make sure they don't get them and she's like oh okay so i'll help you get out of these woods and none of the other elves actually feel that same way all of the other elves are like oh god what the fuck did you bring this lady in here for she's like i'm just bringing her out she's like we're not neutral in any of their fights and i was like oh so all that other stuff was a lie it Um, didn't matter And so then she is like, she helps her out of the woods onto this other part. They take her to, um, uh, you know, some sort of black market where she's able to contact the pirate. She meets Cedric there. She apparently did not need to go through the woods at all. Cedric is just like, why didn't she just ask me and I could have taken you here? Uh, The pirates are my friends because they dropped you off with me. (laughs) And she was just like, oh, that does make sense. And I'm like, oh, why did we go through all of the woods?
0: And then they have this moment where they, Almost make out in an alleyway, and it yeah. was like fun and exciting, but it didn't matter.
1: Didn't matter. So then she gets back on board the pirate ship again. Okay, so now she's on board with the same pirates who saved her, which means we never needed to be on the soulless island ever. Like, we never ever. needed to be there. Like, anything that's happening on board the pirates could have easily happened. We'd, like, she could have met Cedric with the pirates. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Fuck it. So,
0: but also, she didn't need to meet Cedric. Because he ultimately doesn't matter.
1: Because FYI, now we're going to be dropped back off at home. And they're all like, oh, you're not dead. That's exciting. Kind of. Whatever. Takes her back to her father. Her father's like, oh, thank God you're here because we have to ship you off to that prince. (laughs) And she's immediately shipped off north. Except for in a very small interlude where she and her father are talking and her father's like, so tell me all about the solaces. And she's like, tells them all about them. Like, from the Solaces, she did find out that mm, history is seen different from their side. And they kind of feel like they were the ones who were attacked and the father's bad.
0: <sighs> she, 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 the Barovian said that they attacked, that Winter's family attacked them first. So she goes and she asks the guards and the servants about who attacked who first, as if they know or care.
1: Oh also there's newspapers which means there's, oh, so there's, there's printing pre- presses here and she looks at the newspapers and she's like ah oh, so weird there is no news from the other side here <sighs> Great So so then she just tells her father everything and her father's like and you know what i really want is a wood nymph and she's like funny the Solus is also want one <laughs> and he's like weird do you know where i can get one she's like yeah here's the woods there where i found it and then as she's pointing it she's like should i be telling this to my dad is this a bad idea and she's like hey fyi just don't hurt any of the elves and he's like oh i won't hurt the elves no problem and i'm like you idiot
0: idiot and then in two consecutive eavesdropping scenes that could have been put together, we find out that the marriage is a ploy on her father's part. That he's going to sneak a bunch of troops into the Fey Kingdom so that during the wedding, when the Fey have their guard down, he's going to attack, kill their king, and take over the kingdom. She finds this out. And she's like, "Well, I guess I got to do it because Daddy says so."
1: Yeah, this was that. Th- 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 uh, what that eavesdropping scene was though the funniest things because she goes to listen to the council and the king talk about the plans and she gets there just in time to hear the council being like, We don't want to do it and then leave and I'm like, Oh, we missed the plans and then the king just reiterates everything that he just talked uh-huh. to with the council to the one dude who was there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and yep,
0: that's yep, yep. what we
1: overhear it was like, Why didn't we just overhear the council? <laughs>
0: right. And then there's a an- and then she leaves there's like half a page and then there's another eavesdropping scene with her dad and somebody else immediately after that could have been that same dude in that same scene. Yes. Oh. <sighs> Though I will say, I found this hilarious and then also dreadful that later when she's at the fake court and everybody's really mean to her, she's like, my dad wants to kill them all. Well, they've been mean to me, so maybe they deserve it. I I'm know. like, Yeah, you are 16, aren't you, bitch?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, Oh my God.
1: So she goes to the fey court, and uh, the dark fey prince is everything you want a dark fey prince to be, if you were fucking into that.
0: I know. He's he's called the boy who can't fall in love. Everyone knows that. But then we don't see examples of that ever. No, not at all. (laughs) But, yeah, he's, like, handsome and rakish and immortal and has wings and... Yeah, he's everything you want out of a fae prince. He's trying to murder his dad so he can take over. Because, oh, here's the thing, too. Oh, my my God. God. It's like the fae are immortal, except the queen died. And now the king is really sad. So it's weird. But that's fine, because they're immortal. And the whole time, the whole time, I'm like, then how did the queen die? how well, how did the queen no. she's like no fae has ever died except for jasper and i'm like you said two sentences ago that the queen died how did the queen die
1: she takes that back a couple of chapters later and oh. she asks she straight up asks like the this fae prince like where's your mom he's like i don't know somewhere in the forest who cares
0: no because <laughs> it's very important it's very important that so okay Okay, they, oh. there are these magical artifacts, and one of them... No, no, no,
1: Neil, because this is one of my favorite parts. This okay. is one of my favorite awful parts. Okay, do so, it. So, like every girl in every fucking romance novel, and we cannot get away from this, and it's not a trope I'm enjoying anymore... Except this
0: isn't a romance novel.
1: No, I know. ...is that she loves books. <sighs> Girls, I get it. I get it.
2: We I love also books. love books.
1: We all love books. We're reading a book. We <laughs> voluntarily,
0: oh, Christine's like I don't.
1: No, and Christine doesn't read books all that often, and she said so. And when and... she
0: reads books, they're like about economics and shit. So when
1: she was, wa- so when our when our love and was Christine was re- was watching, um, you know, the Beauty and the Beast, and the Beast takes Belle into a library and is like, "I got you this," Christine in her head was like you already had this what do you mean you gave me this you're just giving me access to a fucking room can you give me access to a bathroom i'd love that what about the kitchen i just want full access to the kitchen you numbskull oh good i've got full access to your ass books <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, <sighs> romance <sighs> girls are like, oh, it's all I ever wanted. And you know, I get it. I get it.
0: I like, get it.
1: Seriously fuck that girl now because you know there's just too many in these books they're all excited about books and these books are full of lies and you don't learn from them this girl is given the library a full access to the library she goes in the first book she reads is about these artifacts that can kill the fae and she reads these three important artifacts there's a sword there's a dagger and there's a ring and uh she's like so funny my dad killed jasper with a sword what a coincidence and then puts that out of her brain and then it says in the book that the ring is lost but it could be among the elves and i'm like and she's like funny i met with some elves and i'm like fuck you this book fuck (laughs) you this book And then she's like, and weirdly enough, there's the dagger. (laughs) And my father wants to attack this kingdom. What a coincidence (laughs) that my father has talked about attacking both the elves where the ring might be and this kingdom where the dagger is. And apparently having all three of these things is maybe important, hard to say. Well, putting this book away. (sighs) (gasps)
0: And then This drove me fucking crazy When she does actually decide To prevent her father from Committing regicide and invading A neighboring kingdom She finds this dark magic Spell that binds Blaze the fey prince to her So that he's mortal And apparently this sword That kills immortals Can't injure mortals I'm like, well now any old sword can kill him, but whatever. <laughs> but then also so she she binds him. There's a spell, he doesn't know about it. Now he's more vulnerable than ever, but it might foil her dad's plan. I'm like, okay, this is this could be very interesting. And then the wedding happens, she gets cold feet, and then they leave right away, and then she and the dad fight, and she goes back to the fake kingdom and Ud uh, does the binding. So it didn't matter didn't matter it never never mattered
1: mattered. never mattered
0: oh my god oh my i flames on the side of my face hot heaving heaving breaths
1: like it is also important to state that she literally only makes two choices in this whole book no i'm gonna say three three choices one to go out reading at night two to run away from Cedric and three to do that weird binding. And you know what matters? Not a single one of them.
0: Not a one,
1: not a one. None of not our choices matter. None of the things that happen matter. None of the things in this book matter. And it is so fucking frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, um, I'd like, and, uh, just, yeah, I, we can I can also point out other weird things um oh, this was great. I like this a four legged white sofa beckoned to me to take my weight off my, the weight off my feet. What sofas are not four legged
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, great. I'm so glad you pointed out that. Um, I clutched my staff close to my chest. His change in attitude to me since I'd been back meant so much. I was finally the daughter he wanted and any doubts I had were put to rest. Andre would have been proud. My eyes welled with tears at the thought. This is right after her dad is like, so I think I'm going to invade two countries at once. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) And kill all the people you love. Um, (laughs) Um... Uh, The king's plans had become my own, and until until now, I had been okay with it. So first, we decided to use the word okay. Second of all, she had been okay with his plans, which again included regicide. (laughs) And just now, she's unhappy about it. Um there's there's a love um i had consented to the headline i I had contested the headline to him earlier that day now here she is in the dark Fey kingdom and the dark Fey kingdom also has newspapers and she is (laughs) and the dark Fey also have newspapers and they have printed some mean things about her so she's gone to the fay prince to ask him to have that not happen and he dismissed it, saying he had no control over what any newspapers printed. He uh, he wouldn't have tried even if he could. He didn't care about me, which he'd made abundantly clear. He was only interested in keeping me appeased and amenable so I wouldn't make his life hell when we got married. He, used char- uh, he, he was used to charming girls. Again, she wanted him to censor the newspapers so that she would look good because that's uh-huh. what her daddy did. And I'm like, so you're all also pro censorship
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. there so there's this whole thing about the northern fae are like they don't have their shit together they just dance and drink and fuck all the time like they're lazy they're like excessive blah 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 but then they have newspapers i'm like do you know how how much work goes into making a daily newspaper (laughs) How do they have their shit together if they're too busy fucking and drinking to have like they can't make newspapers because that involves like that involves somebody making ink, somebody making paper, somebody investigating, somebody writing reports, an editor putting it together, distribution systems. how can you do any of this if you're too busy fucking
1: there are some dark fae who have gone so dark that they just run around naked and eat each other
0: yes (laughs) apparently everyone outside of the capital city has gone feral
1: (laughs) so they're not writing the newspapers and I assume don't care about them either
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're too busy eating each other um yeah uh, winter kills her dad in a very anticlimactic way and then apparently that's bad, and she might get arrested for regicide, so she has to flee, and that's the end of the book.
1: Yeah. Um, it was very strange. There, uh, again, any romance that's a part of this was put off until the next book. Um, there was a kiss or two with a dark fae, mm-hmm. um, and there is a sense that he is, of course, going to fall in love with her, despite the fact that he cannot love. One of the most interesting things in this book that I don't think the author knew was happening— is that there are some beautiful, lovely um, like ways that love is expressed and how people can be together. And that is like there's the Fay for the most part, Mary for, um, marry for like diplomacy but they don't really count like marriage as a thing like they still have sex with whoever they want to if they want to but they still like love each other deeply it's just like they don't count like the sexual body as part of like that covenant um the elves also like the, the the leaders of the elves uh don't have sex with each other but they are together and they do love each other deeply but they, cons- they consider themselves sort of married to their leadership and to the leadership of the group. Um, so they, don't, they also don't have a traditional marriage. The um, Cedric and his former love, who, despite being a fairy, may have also died, unknown. Um,
0: or she wandered away into the woods, as they are wont to do.
1: Hard to say. Also, we're not technically married, but we're partners. And uh, that that was important to the two of them. And also aboard the pirate ship, um, the, the two head pirates were together and were not married. And like our Princess Winter kept asking people, oh, so that's your husband. Oh, so that's your wife. Oh, so are you two together? Oh, are you in love? And they kept saying, why are you so like bound up by this? Like that's not important. And then the marriages we did see which specifically like the the king and the uh and you know his wife like were completely unhappy and awful and um so I kept going so this is going to be a series about non-traditional love right and non-traditional marriage because she the the lesson it feels like of all the dumb lessons i'm not learning the one lesson it does seem like i am learning is that love does not have to be bound by traditional rules and societal needs it's like you can find you can you can define your love and your partnership in your own ways as best befits the love that you two have found which I think is lovely, but I don't know if the author knows that's what she was writing and I am not uh, going to read the next books to find out.
0: <laughs> no. She, the, our writer talks about her husband a lot and like the, the acknowledgement and the thank yous. And so I'm assuming that's not what she's intending to say.
1: Yeah. I don't think so either. It's, but all of the best relationships in this book were not traditional.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, Um, I would like to read some passages that hurt my brain. There are a lot of them. So Christine, pick your favorites and choose those to stay in the episode.
1: Excellent. I will sit back.
0: Okay. Heavy droplets of rain fell hammering against the stained glass of my window crisscrossed with lead. It sounds like the rain is crisscrossed with lead, but that is not true. It's the windows that are crisscrossed with lead. Uh, an editor would have picked up on that.
1: Um, if I may read one. Yes. Enraptured by dreams of crowns and wedding gowns, I slowly peeled my eyelids back to reveal a bruised skyline. Did you peel your eyelids back? Did you? <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> the sense of doom which had followed me since Morgana's reading had followed me since.
2: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
1: Uh, he always made good on his threats, and my mother never relented. I was somewhere between the two.
0: <laughs> he joked, but suspicion crowned the stranger's eyes. What does that mean? What does that mean? Crowned means to be on top of, but <laughs> suspicion, suspicion's just sitting out on his eyeballs.
1: Uh, most of the ones I've I've highlighted from here are just like, just dumb reminders of dumb things, like. All of them uh, had detailed sketches of King Amos looking strong on his throne. His eyes focused ahead like a snake eyeing his dinner. Princess of Mangalore, mentally disturbed after a surviving shipwreck. <laughs> <laughs> the headline from the newspaper. <laughs>
0: Don't snakes have, aren't snakes eyes on either side of their head?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to forgive her that. So how can that.
0: he be staring straight on like, anyway.
1: I'm willing to forgive her that. Whatever. Sure. But like. Just the princess of Mangalore, mentally disturbed after surviving mm-hmm. shipwreck. Again, this is from her own newspaper. They don't need to know that she's of Mangalore. <laughs> just like, it <laughs> just say princess. She's the only one.
0: <laughs> but the daylight laid nakedness to my true being. The actual phrase is, but the daylight laid naked my true being. Cedric placed his arm on the bottom of my back. (laughs) Is that your butt? (laughs) I don't know.
1: Oh, my God. I feel like there's a whole TV show that has, like, just an endless, like, endless back and forth about what is the bottom of the back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He looked more handsome than ever under the yellow glow from the lamps, but his smile had extinguished. His smile had been extinguished, is how the phrase goes. I'm sorry for your brother's loss. Talking about the dead brother. No, it's I'm sorry for the loss of your brother. Right. Or I'm sorry for your loss. Again, I got a lot of these. A lot of these are nitpicky, but again, there was a fucking editor. I lowered my head, peering up from underneath my eyebrows.
1: No, I love that one. I loved it. <laughs> Eyebrows.
2: <laughs>
0: so this is talking about, so it turns out that the old Fay king, Azrael, accidentally killed his wife because they got this dagger that can kill immortals, but they didn't know that's what it was. And so they were having a sparring match and he hit her with it and she died. But this is how that event is described to us. She had died at the same hand as he had, Azrael's. Azrael and the Queen often had dueling matches to improve their swordsmanship. And unknowing the powers of the knife, which I later learned from Blaze, was the dagger of ruin, which held the power to kill an immortal. He had scratched her skin with the blade. She died shortly after. This is also several chapters after we already know what the dagger of ruin is.
1: Yeah, we were there when he. Told we were there about for her. that.
0: And then this is my last one. And then after a point, I gave up. (laughs) I'd be sure to repay them and all the crew for everything they had done for me. And to an extension, Megalore. (laughs) She conflated by extension and to an extent. Also another reason why she was dumb she figures out afterwards that the pirates need magic on like sp- bewitched boats to be safe and she's on this pirate ship for a very long time and it's only like a week later that she's like oh i could have magicked their ship to like make it safer but i just wasn't thinking about it at the time yeah there's another time where she mugs someone in a room f- or in a city square full of people who can do magic but nobody uses magic on her and she's like I guess they were just too startled by what happened to remember to do magic on me and I'm like author you don't know how to handle magic do you? <laughs> you don't know how magic needs to be handled
1: yeah yeah the author had a very hard time with magic <sighs> this book was bad can we move on? yeah that was that book that... that
0: was the fate of crowns the fate of crowns trilogy book one by Rebecca L. Garcia <laughs>
1: The Pyramid Waltz by Barbara Ann Wright. To most, Princess Katya Narubel ubel was a rogue and a layabout. She parties, she hunts, and she breaks women's hearts. But the festival of lights go down and the palace slumbers, Katya chases down traitors to the crown and protects the kingdom's greatest secret the royal umbrellas are part fiend. When Katya thwarts an attempt to expose the king's monstrous side, she uncovers a plot that let the fiends out to play. Starbride has no interest in being a courtier. Ignoring her mother's order to snare an influential spouse, she comes to the court only to study law. But a flirtatious rake of a princess proves hard to resist, and Starbride is pulled into a world of secrets that leaves little room for honesty or love, a world neither woman may survive. Uh, Neil? Yes. Is that what that book was about?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. I have to ask Claire, what did you think of this book?
1: Okay. Um, I felt a couple of things. Okay. One, um, at exactly um, 57% of the book, I went to bed one night and I was like, Um, I'm going to write Neil Gaiman and say, this is a great book and he needs to talk about it. And I'm going to write, I'm going to just like tour. I'm going to email tour and be like, you guys, you bitches need to get on this author. Like she's fucking amazing. And I was like, this shit's crazy. And then, um, I will say from 57, 58% of the book to 75% of the book, I was like, oh no i think this part's boring <laughs> <laughs> oh oh no all the fun stuff that she built up is sort of like a lot of cool things happen in the book that's uh, in that part that's swashbuckly mm-hmm. but like they set up a really nice uh barbara ann set up a really nice um ticking clock that was important right mm-hmm. away and that just seems to disappear in that middle section of the book mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was very disappointing um and then at the end of the book there were so many like a very a bunch of very exciting things happen and it is um not wrapped up because unbeknownst to anybody at all this is a part one so i found this book highly entertaining very interesting pretty well written uh missing a a huge section of needs to keep needs to keep up the action in the middle the romance did unfortunately slow this down and Mm. that made me really sad because it's a good romance like this Mm -hmm. is a good romance that was romantic and sexy um and having it like the romance slowed down at that section i was talking about the action slowed down at that section i was talking about the mystery slowed down at that section i was talking about like it just sort of spins its wheels there's a swashbuckly section that's interesting but it still feels like wheel spinning because um much like in our previous book nothing they really learn nothing that happens in that section matters because they don't learn anything important again very interesting enjoyed it but also it wasn't important and that was hard and then it got back to the interesting part um also the fiends i didn't see enough of these fiends i needed more fiends there was uh (laughs) Morphines been ah. twice. Once at an interesting part that is interesting, and another at a penultimate part, which is very interesting. And that's it. And I was like, "Morphines, please, morphines, <laughs> uh,
0: morphine, please." And I would morphine. say this is
1: probably one of the worst book covers we have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: And that's it. That's those are literally my feelings on this book. <laughs> okay.
0: Great. 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 I just wanted to see how this was going to go because I very much enjoyed this book. I fortunately read this book second. I was showing, I was talking to my roommate last night as I was doing my notes. The cover for Fate of Crowns is a beautiful cover. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: It's a very nice cover, and that book was bad. The cover for this book, The Pyramid Waltz, is a terrible cover. It is a bad cover. But the book was so much fun. And it has, it has all of the elements that you want From a high fantasy, especially when there's a romance involved. And it handled them. It handled them from like pretty dang well done to like really well done. Uh Uh-huh. So we have our rakish princess who's who has a secret identity. We have. Uh, we have traitors to the crown. We have conspiracies. We have a unique magic system that I've not seen. It's, I mean, there's stuff like it, but it, it's unique enough that it needed to be explained. And it yeah. was in it that when the info dump happened, it made sense. Yeah. So it had a unique system. And then also this, I didn't realize until I was reading this book, like this is the first time I had the conscious thought. One of the most important things to me in a high fantasy book is a a ragtag band of lovable friends that are each and of themselves interesting, but don't pull focus. Yes. Yes. And that was definitely
1: true. 100%. Okay. Also court intrigue. This court intrigue, court intrigue so well, and it was so much fucking fun.
0: Court intrigue. World building to the point that like, because so Katia is from, uh, Faraday, and Starbride is from Illusia, and world building to the point that like in Illusia they have a different way of naming people, like like everybody has a name that's sort of like their intimate name. In her case, it's Star, and then. The second part of their name is the thing that their parents most want for them in their lives. So her name is Star Bride because, and this is, we found out later, is mostly her mother. The most, the thing that she wants most for her daughter is to make an influential marriage. So there's like a different naming system, different belief systems that, and when they explain the the Faraday belief system where it's like they have these 10 spirits that come in twin pairs and each twin set of twins looks over a different thing and like there's the 10 spirits lined up as they're driving as they're riding back into the kingdom and the different people in the different different people in the group like acknowledge the different spirits that are important to them so it's explaining world building that's also doing character building for us like uh there are points where like Katya uses phrases that we as English speakers understand, but Starbride being from another kingdom, she's like, I've never heard that idi- idiom before. Yeah. Like, uh, her goose is cooked. And Starbride's like, Don't you want gooses to be cooked? <laughs> and Katya had to like explain to her, like, no, not well, when not you're the goose. You're the and goose. Starbride's <laughs> like, Oh, okay, okay. And then we hear phrases from her kingdom. So it's just like, the world building is really good. Oh, yeah. God, it was so much fun to read. I do agree. There's a point in the middle that it it gets a little sloggy. Um, okay, let's let's get into it. So, Katya is the princess of Faraday, and one of her uh, the, the I'm assuming it's like the founding the founder of the dynasty. In order to establish himself as king, that's kind of the impression that I got. Summoned this demon. Or this fiend Yanchasa to Uh like harness the demons, the fiend's power to like take over. And then shit went real wrong so that his wife Vestra concocted a means by which Yanchasa was trapped in a pyramid, but because Yanchasa is so powerful that he wouldn't stay trapped in the pyramid, that then the royal family. When they reached a certain age, would take on like they would sort of siphon off part of Yanchasa's fiendish identity into themselves. Yeah. So they have what's called the aspect. So, so they makes part, them
1: less powerful. So which like makes he him less powerful. He can't break out, but it makes them like part fiend.
0: Yes, which is a terrible, terrible secret. And so every like every member of the royal family uh as it like royal blood people who marry into the family all of their kids eventually when they get old enough they um take on the aspect to sort of like siphon some of yon Chas's power away so that he stays dormant and every five years they do what's called the pyramid waltz because he's trapped in this pyramid where four people with the aspect like become them their fiendish selves and like take more power it gets interrupted, so we don't know exactly what's supposed to happen. Um,
1: but I think one of the, the neat things, because it's called a waltz, and they underline that they have named a lot of things that are bad that they don't enjoy doing sarcastically. And mm-hmm. like, that's part of like the Faraday thing. The Faraday thing is like anytime there's something unpleasant, they sort of give it a fun name mm-hmm. to kind of make fun of it. So the waltz is like absolutely like, it's also, it's how they keep it a secret by calling it the pyramid waltz, but it's also, it's also not a waltz. Like they're chained to a wall and they have yeah. to like, they have to share energies with this terrible being. And so it's like, it's funny. It's like, oh, we got to do the waltz now. We
0: got to do the waltz now. And then also it has become established that the second child of the king and queen becomes the head of the order of Vestra, which is in charge of keeping the secrets.
1: Yeah. And in charge of like, yeah. And keeping the secret also means like hunting down people who want to like betray the secret. Like, so betray betrayers and like hunting down people who are just also bad, just criminals in general Mm -hmm. and making sure that they are also keeping um, anybody who would, want to assassinate the king or I mean and that's also another thing like it's not entirely like we're just keeping the secret it's like no 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 we're also protecting the line.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. It, yeah, it becomes a secret service thing. So then we have this really fantastic situation wherein Katya is the head of this order which is in and of itself a secret. And And the royal family all knows about it. So to keep the secret, they craft this persona of her in core, where she's this, like rakish princess who's like who and Katya is a bit rakish like she enjoys
1: 100% is like there's a she
0: loves sleeping with girls but then also she doesn't like
1: reading books and she doesn't and she gets bored at parties so whenever Uh she's like she sneaks off with a girl to like have sex with her to get out of a party that's literally her that's like yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. she's
1: happy to do that
0: and then she keeps this sort of like very sort of blase she also, like, doesn't care, like, doesn't like the the sort of squabbling court intrigue, so she has this persona, which is very blase and above it all. And then they're like, she loves hunting, and so whenever she has to go out and investigate, like, a traitor or something, they say it's because she's hunting. And her handmaiden goes with them and does the hunting for her, and there's a part where she comes back from, like... Killing traitors, and there's like a deer with an arrow like right between its eyes. And Katy's like, I'm getting better every day.
1: (laughs) Well, because her handmaiden's also part of the secret group, yes. And uh, and there's this funny scene, they're like, Oh, I guess we got to bring something back. And her handmaiden goes, Got it, and she just shoots a thing real quick and she's like, I'm getting better every day. And the handmaiden goes, Do we have to carry it back? I'm just
2: tired.
0: (laughs) They have a really fun relationship, too. It's They, like, pretend... They kind of pretend to be in love with each other. The handmaidens straight, and Katya's a lesbian. And they know this, so it's, like, totally joking. But they just, like... Katya's like, oh, and then I'll... If only you, were, you weren't straight. But it's, like, completely joking and really sweet. And then we also find out within the first several pages that Katya's like, every single person that talks to me who's not my family or part of this order... Just, like, they just want something from me. They're always wanting something from me to, like, help themselves, help their friends, using my influence, losing, using my power. And that's all that is, and I'm fucking exhausted by it. And, like, that's why I just sleep with girls, because as soon as I sleep with them and can walk away, then, like, they can't ask me for shit. And I fucking hate it. Then we meet Starbride which i read that i'm like that's not a great name and then i read like the naming system and why she's named that i'm like that's a really great name
1: i know (laughs) and like she hated it like she also was not and her father called her lucky so she's star lucky so she's yeah
0: her father wanted to name her star lucky
1: yeah is also supposed to be her name and then you hear like a bunch of other people from there and their names including one character uh like um penny nail uh, who is it's always read as one word penny nail and mm-hmm. then later when you find out the naming convention and he's he's silent like he doesn't speak and he has a he mask wears
0: a mask and that's like a I don't know if this is a real it's like grinning Jack or something so I don't know yeah. if this is a real thing but like it's like this like creepy smile and he's silent and like his outfit covers everything so it's like nobody knows who he is except for Crow that we'll get to later anyway as you were saying
1: so he's so, so
0: funny oh, sorry yeah
1: so um so star is that is like oh i wonder if he's also a lusian like the way i am but i wonder what his name means because like it's like what do your parents want for you mm-hmm. and then why would you be called nail and it's like very interesting and, and yeah, it was yeah, yeah. fun
0: yeah so here we have Starbride and her um handmaiden Don mother who is sassy as fuck so obviously she's one of my favorite characters and so Starbride is in faraday she they they have the system by which people can like buy their way into court and then hope to then like marry into nobility or something which sounded, i
1: mean very real like basically buys you a tiny ass apartment and then you can like hang around Mm -hmm. and do court activities with everybody else but because she is illusion and no like one person is even like oh i don't go in for the ethnic groups um like they do not want to work with her which is fine because she's there to learn about the law to try to help her people who are suffering from like trade disputes between the rest of Faraday and Illusion, So she's there to learn that. And she's even, we see her sending missives back like mm-hmm. about the things she's learning.
0: Yeah. Um, so Alusia the relationship between Illusion and Faraday is analogous to India and, uh, the British empire and like Illusion culture is in this book is pulled a lot from Indian culture in real life. Um, So yeah, so she's like, yeah, these Faraday merchants keep exploiting laws and loopholes and laws saying like, oh, well, it's the law so we can do whatever we want. So she's like, my mom wants me to go and marry some muckety muck. I just want to go to the library and read law books and like get some help for my people. And then we... She like, oh my God, the, her and the princess, the meet cute is super adorable because this palace is like a fucking maze. And Starbred's trying to find her way into the library. None of the guards will talk to her. None of the servants will talk to her. One so of the
1: servants is even like, oh, if it's not my area, I don't know anything about it.
0: It's like, that's not my section. Um, So she me, she runs into this... and. Katya is just getting back from being out for order business so she's in her like hunting leathers and Starbride meets this very beautiful young woman who might just be a guard considering how she's dressed and she's like oh my god can you help me find the library and then she like finds out after the fact that it's the princess and she's like fucking shit and then she's like I bet you that, like, she didn't want me to t- she didn't want to tell me who she is because, as sh- soon as she did, she expected me to, like, want something from her, to ask something from her. And I don't want to do that. Like, I want to help my people on my own. I'm not here to, like, curry favor or anything. And I'm like, oh my God, they're perfect for each other. We see right away right away why they are perfect for each other. And it is great, yes. And there's this thing where, like, the court fashion that season is these, like, layered flouncy dresses. I kind of pictured um, Hermione's dress from the I fourth I pictured era.
1: that, too. That's exactly what I pictured.
0: Right. But it also, it sounded like it had sleeves and was even bigger. Yeah. And Star Bride is, like, a little shorter and curvy. And she's like, this fashion looks good on, it seems like, every body type except mine. I fucking hate these dresses. And in their first meeting, she tells Katya, like, oh, I look like a fucking meringue. So then the rest of the book Katya refers to has Miss Meringue. And then there's a point where, like, in their friendship where uh, Starbride sends Katya a gift, and it's, like, a gorgeous box with illusion writing on it with no note, and then Katya opens it up and there are meringues inside. I'm like, oh! Oh! It was so good. Their courtship was really sweet. Like, Katya takes, um, Starbright into a secret, like up to a secret balcony to look over the city and so they can be alone together. It was very cute. It was very sweet. They said, I love you too soon. But other than that, I'm just like, these two are so much fun together. And then the sex scenes were great. Uh huh. Uh, It was so much fun. Anyway, so while this is all going on, Katya is investigating. and oh, there's a point she takes, she promises to take Starbright out shopping, probably to like get her something other than one of these disgusting, flouncy dresses. And Katy keeps seeing these weird symbols around town and they sort of like end up steering her into this uh, pillow store. And there's a line in the narrative that's like, what could possibly happen to them in a pillow store? And I highlighted it. And I was like, no, because, you know, as soon as the author says that, that something terrible is about to happen. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's so, a trap. It's all it a was trap.
0: A, it was a terrible trap. We have found out there's a group of people who know about the fiends. That... Okay,
1: th- this is really important, actually. Because at this moment, the author has not told us about fiends. We don't know about them yet. That hasn't come up. So when mm-hmm. we see Katya turn into a monster, mm-hmm. this is the first time we know about it. Like... It was a, and I know that because it was a fucking shock to yours truly. (laughs) Because I did not read the back of the book as per usual. I didn't know what was happening.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. Because I knew. So I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense.
1: I had no idea that was going to happen.
0: That's so exciting.
1: It did talk about, of course, that we were like the trapped, you know, big bad monster. It did talk about that they took into themselves something. There was a hint that you, you know, you people, you know, I'm going to unmask you because when there was a, a point where the king was almost assassinated and he said something to that effect. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, are they lizard people? Because that would be weird. <laughs> and they kind of are. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are the fantasy equivalent of lizard people. Yeah,
1: so at, at first it just felt like maybe there was a conspiracy theory that they were lizard people, and I thought, what a funny thing to have twisted into this book. And then I was like, oh no, well, it is a conspiracy theory, and it's also true. <laughs> so that was and it was all crazy. But so she's like a werewolf demon creature. Um and but we know that this is a special relationship because she looks to Starbride, even in her, like, monster phase. And she's like, okay, don't kill that girl.
0: <laughs> kill out everyone else. Because when they are fiends, they literally just want to kill everyone, everywhere, everything.
1: Which I appreciated about that. Like, I liked that they were true monsters.
0: Yeah. It, that that last fight at the end is, and when we're, we're inside Katya's head, it is Dark.
1: Yeah, it is very dark.
0: It is dark o'clock. So, yeah, and then also this is where we find out, we find out a little bit more about the magic system, which is magic happens through these little, like, glass or crystal pyramids. Mm -hmm. And basically people who can use them, can like channel magic through them or sort of like set them as traps or wards or things. And so like everyone in the Royal family wears a pyramid around their neck. That's meant to sort of like suppress the fiend. And of course the fiend comes out like when they're angry. So if they get angry enough, then like they feel the, the necklace, the pyramid getting warm. And then that like tells them that they need to calm down or whatever. Um, So, and then we also find out that uh, pyramids can be used for mind control because they mind control uh, Katya into a cage, but it doesn't work on Starbride. And everyone's like, that's weird. And they're like, well, since we're here. And then they're like, let's just chop off Starbride's fingers. And then Katya turns into a fiend and murders all of them. Well, It
1: did did seem like it was they were specifically trying to get the fiend out of Katya. like like It wasn't just like for funsies. Like they were trying to get. The, the fiend out and it worked
0: and it worked except then they all got murdered
1: <laughs> yes well and i think um oh, we are taking up a lot of time so i am going to suggest we scooch ahead a little bit and skip over a whole bunch of very important things
0: a bunch of important things i would like to take some time to talk a little bit about the other members of the order of vestra because they're fun uh like we said we have penny nail who doesn't talk and is like hilarious like the narrative just sort of like describes movements that he makes to communicate his feeling and he's fucking hilarious. We have Crow, who's so people who use pyramids are called Pyridiste. So he's the king's Pyridiste and like he's the the magic guy. We find out later that he has an illusion mother, so his name was He 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 says that his first name is like it's, anyway, his real name is Cinnamon Crow, uh-huh. but then he like changed it because he lives in Faraday, and so he and Don Mother have a bit of a bond because there's this kind of weird thing about servant culture in Illusia that like felt kind of gross to me, but whatever. Um, and then, and then there's Maya, which is um, Katia's cousin, and if something happens to. Uh, Katya's older brother, then Katya is in line for the throne, and then Maya takes over the order. Yeah. So there's like a line of succession for the throne, and then also for this order. And then I have to talk about Brute, who is a monk that he is part Of an order of monks who believes that they can attain enlightenment through fighting Uh so he's the muscle of the group But because he fights all the time He's also their doctor because he's like oh I recognize injuries because I've had so many injuries Which is in my mind a really fun twist On that type of character, I loved
1: it, and I loved like when he would start a fight. He would say, "Come, brother, let me find out more about you."
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was great. And then there's one part where he's like, after one of the smaller fights, he sits up and he's like, a black eye and he's bleeding from one lip, and he's like, "Glorious." (laughs) It (laughs) was great. It was great. He
1: was. It was that was particularly great. I also want to highlight. I don't. We're not. I don't want to get into it, and I honestly don't want to get into the conspiracy and what happens. Like there, it's it's a lot. There, it's pretty. It's pretty dense, and it's a lot of back and forth. Maybe maybe we shouldn't even spoil it, but um,
0: I kind of don't want to.
1: Um, but I will say, okay, and specifically with this one guy. So there's a courtier who keeps following our lady around, Lord um, oh, Hugo. Shit hugo lord hugo and he's this uh cute little man who's like 14 and he's adorable (laughs) he's like
0: he's like dudley do right he's like he he's so well-intentioned but also kind of bumbling
1: and he wants he's like no 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 my lady i i can't let you go into the woods alone it would it would impugn my honor to know that you had done that i must be with you and she's like jesus christ i am trying to you know so like it's it's very funny. So he and Starbride end up going into the woods together. Um, he's following her. She's trying to follow Katya because she's having a jealousy episode. And uh, they're beset upon by what seems to be thieves. Turns out later it's not, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into it and he's he tries to fight them he does well at first and then he's stabbed in the back with a flying um with a thrown knife and he, he falls and it looks like he's dead and i gasped
0: i gasped <gasps> I know. Out loud.
1: i was sad i was upset because we had two scenes with him where he was fucking adorable and wonderful and i was like i i this is a lot um and then later like the group comes they find him they're like who's this little twerp and katy's like oh god that's lord hugo what the hell is he doing out here and our man brute is like oh it didn't go in very far this man has extra clothes on to make him look bigger because he's look how tiny he is (laughs) he's so
0: (laughs) scrawny and then they're,
1: they're able to bring him back and it's okay but like uh like that, that scene got me.
0: <laughs> I know. And then they're like, maybe he's involved with the conspiracy because he's new in court. And everyone's like, no, he's just too nice and bumbling. And then, spoiler, spoiler, it turns out he is involved. And I was like, no, I didn't want him to be involved. But then he ends up like having a change of heart and helps them. And so he's still I a good say, guy.
1: I knew exactly how he was involved. And this was a little disappointing. The moment like there's a very specific moment where he meets the rest of the group and he first lays eyes on Maya and mm. and someone's like well she is pretty and he's like yeah but that doesn't that isn't it there's something else about her uh, the whole rest of the book opened up for me i knew exactly mm-hmm. what was happening like yeah almost down to the letter and yeah that was also another reason why that middle part moved slowly for me is because mm-hmm. i knew what was coming yeah and i was like we can just get to it like yeah. I don't know why we're going so yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was so slow to get through that other part again there was swashbuckling fun stuff happening in sex but like there was no border no barrier to the romance anymore like these two had gotten together and mm-hmm. it was fine There was. um, They had to discover a very specific thing about the conspiracy that I knew they weren't going to because they weren't looking in the right place because I'd already figured out where they should be looking. Mm -hmm. So that was so as swashbuckly fun as it was, and as funny as other things happened, it was also spinning its wheels because I knew Mm -hmm. exactly what was supposed to be happening next.
0: Yeah, it wasn't at that moment, but there were that I figured out Hugo was involved because there was one point where they're like, "Oh, maybe it's Lady Hilda who's this like." noble who's like trying so hard to like get into katya's pants to the point that she almost poisons store star bride and i'm like they're like maybe it's her i'm like that would be great and somebody makes the somebody makes the point they're like oh what better disguise For a villain than to be a lesser villain I'm like oh that would be kind of a fun twist Also we all hate her anyway But then there's a point where they're like There's no way Lord Hugo could be involved He's just so honest And just like so forthright And I trust him so much I'm like well obviously it's him
1: Well, anyway, yeah, I had suspected that lady since from early on. So I kind of also knew it wasn't her.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're just pointing
1: too many things to her.
0: That would have been a little too easy, but it would have been fun too. Um, Also, both of these girls, both Katya and Starbright, are fucking smart. Yeah, Like, even when they don't know things, even when they don't figure things out, they, like, know what to do next. They're able to improvise. They think on their feet. There's one point, because, of course, part of Starbride's journey is that she, like, gets kind of excited by the danger and, like, being involved. And Kati's like, I need to keep her safe. And then there's one point where Starbride's like, either you invite me or I show up anyway. And Kati's like, that is a good point. Um, But there's a part where Starbride gets kidnapped. And then she, like figures out how to help herself get rescued in a way that was really smart. And I'm like, great. It was so much fun. It's really fun. There's betrayal at the end. The, the reveal about like who's, who the big bad is behind it all. I was like, (gasps) like it was well done. I really enjoyed it. This is a really fun book. Also they're super cute together and parts of it are so funny. There were, there were some lines that made me laugh out loud. Yeah.
1: Same,
0: same. Um, and that's really all I have to say. I, th- I mean, like, the plot is interesting and, like, all the conspiracy stuff, but, like, Claire said, there's a lot going on. It would not be interesting for you, our listeners, to, like, hear us explain it all to you. So just go read the book.
1: Yeah, go read the
0: book. Yeah. And that so, was The Pyramid Waltz by Barbara I- Ann Wright, which, again, I thought it was a standalone. So. I was like, oh, there's a hundred pages left. How are they going to wrap everything up? And they didn't. And it made me mad because it was longer, a longer book than I like to read for this podcast. And now I'm like, do I need to read the other books? When will I have time to read the other books? So I'm a little upset. This is a good problem to have though.
1: (laughs) Good problems. Here's to good problems. And that was that book.
0: The Pyramid Waltz by Barbara Ann Wright. Are you,
1: ready? Are, you ready? Are, you ready? are you ready? Are you ready?
0: Let's play fuck, fuck Mary Fuck Mary, Mary Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary Kill are you ready. Let's
2: Fuck Mary. Yeah. Fuck Mary Kill. Mary kill. 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 Fuck, Mary, fuck, fuck Mary, kill. Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. Are you ready?
1: Fuck
0: Mary Kill Okay, Claire.
1: <gasps> Neil.
0: Are you ready to fuck Mary Kill?
1: Uh, I am not ready, but yes, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> Would you like me to go first?
1: Um, I'll go first.
0: Okay. If it's the I'll... same as mine, I'm going to be sad cuz I, I don't have a backup this time.
1: I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Okay. All right. Fuck Mary Kill. Dark Fay. Mhm. Light Fay. Mhm. Feral Fay.
0: Oh. I'm going to fuck Dark Fay.
2: Mhm.
0: They seem to be good at it. <laughs> I'm going to marry Light Fay. Because in Barovia, the sorcerers and the Fey don't have separate kingdoms, even though the Fey are treated like second-class citizens. But, like, I, we could still travel about and do things. Um, and then we could kill Feral Fae, because it's spoopy and scary. <laughs> like, that scene where she was, like, in that village with the Feral Fae, I was like, this is bleak, and I don't want to be here anymore.
1: I know. Um, but here's the thing. They still lived in a village.
0: <laughs> for all we know, they also had newspapers.
1: Honestly, they could just be getting bad press. And they could have been doing stuff for her to get her the fuck out. They're like, okay, so now we're taking out the fake blood, and I'm just going to... Nah, 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 and then like, this bitch will get out, and we can just carry on with our lives.
0: <laughs> She's interrupting the orgy, so let's scare her away.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's get the blood. girl
1: um yeah no i mean i'm like we see cedric he's the only one of the light fae we really really meet mm-hmm. um and so i can only assume they're all great but they also do seem i don't know like he does seem to live in a little cottage and i don't know if he's just doing that for fun but he's also working on the black market and he wants to keep pixies as pets which also seems wrong because they have their own lives and thoughts they're <laughs> They are not dogs that need us.
0: I'm assuming he's deposed or like because the Fae are second class citizens that he's been sort of stripped from his title and rank. And that part of the story is like getting him back on the throne or whatever. Maybe. But it doesn't matter for this book. None of it matters for this
2: book.
1: None of it matters for this book.
2: Oh, Um, God.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go ahead and look, I'm going to marry the dark Fae. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I am a library girl. It does not matter what my bitchy rant was about. I am also a library
0: girl. (laughs) You know what bothers me? Library girls. Do you know what I am? Library Library girl. Girl, Girl, you know it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. Because I, too, am a library girl.
1: Fuck those bitches. (laughs) It's you and me. (laughs) Oh, like if like this is a true statement. I will. I have been at parties where I've been like, ugh, I can't believe all these people, but I'm so happy to be here and I am among friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that every time we hang out?
1: No, with okay. it's you and me. Gosh, we're perfect. Everything about us is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the way we spend our free time is both productive and good for society.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we are people who rip into our own people. We are the feral fay. <laughs> <We,
0: laughs> I'm just out here trying to have an orgy, and then some books come by, and I get the blood, and then I scare the books away. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm trying to read my cozy mystery novel by you with your fucking barely romance plot. <sighs> Oh, it was God. billed as a romance too. this book Build
1: as a romance
0: i'm just i'm upset uh
1: so anyway so i'm gonna marry the dark fay. i'm gonna fuck the light fay. i will also kill the feral fay, but i bet they have tricks up their sleeve and i'm willing oh
0: to yeah it's not gonna are. be easy
1: no no it's we're gonna they're gonna make me work for it <laughs> i may have to, <laughs> to fucking marry the feral fay just to get to kill them
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay claire Mm-hmm. Fuck, Mary Kill yes. Cedric Blaze and Starbride
1: Oh my god, well, oh Well, I obviously have to marry Starbride because she's the best human being that ever existed <laughs> um, She's adorable and sweet and very fun and uh, every once in a while has a jealous uh, streak but it's a jealous streak that makes sense that isn't out of It's nothing.
0: very well founded um, I, I like the trope of Someone professionally like has like has multiple personas and they have to lie constantly. And then their love interest doesn't know when to trust them. Yes. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Um, but so I'm going to marry Starbright. I'm going to uh, because this is the pleasant version of what I just did. I'm also going to fuck Cedric. Okay. And I'm going to kill Blaze now note in my version i said the dark fae because blaze is a dumb name (laughs) (laughs) i like when i first read the name Starbride, i also thought that was a dumb name and then there was reasons and i loved it Mm -hmm. blaze has no reasons and it is in fact he's a dark winter cold Fay. uh-huh why is he called blaze i hate it he's dead to me <laughs> dark fey, i'll i'll marry them blaze he's dead. <laughs> just not him no
0: no <laughs> so you're and gonna fuck cedric
1: yeah i'm gonna fuck cedric
0: okay yeah 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 um Part of me wants to marry Cedric But I feel he's probably a little too Mercurial for me Though he makes a good tart mm-hmm. And he knows how to Get in touch with pirates Through like back alley black markets Yeah. And that's important to my lifestyle
2: Yeah
0: um, Fuck Yeah I'm gonna marry Cedric
2: Okay
0: I'm gonna fuck Starbride And let me tell you why I'm not going to marry Starbride. Two reasons. One, I don't want to get between her and Katya. Okay. Two, I don't want Starbride's mother to be my mother-in-law. Absolutely not. She sounds unbearable.
1: Unbearable.
0: Unbearable. Uh, So I'm also going to kill Blaze. But I might fuck him and then kill him. (laughs) He's probably good at it. <laughs> he does it all the time. So, uh out of all the characters, Claire?
1: Um out of all the characters, um well, I think I'm going to fuck Katya cuz I mm-hmm. think that would be fun. Um I think I am going to um marry Oh, gosh what was his name he was the strong one that we had talked about brute brute i'm gonna marry brute because he That's seems fair. fabulous and i love mm-hmm. him so much um and i am going to kill um the king from uh fate from of the, crowns yeah from fate of crowns because he was amos, terrible. i think his name was yeah amos yeah. <laughs> i gonna kill amos Uh, Because he was a terrible human being, and honestly, everybody would be better without him, and it would be a very easy fix.
0: And Winter does it, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it hardly seems to matter. I'm willing to bet he comes right back to life in the next one, and we never even knew.
0: None of it matters.
1: None of it matters. Um,
0: I'm also gonna fuck Katya. I bet she's so good at it. Oh yeah. It's gonna be so fun, and that big old bed of hers. Yeah. Ah, It's gonna be great. Um, I'm gonna. Mary Dawn mother. Oh, she, she was so, so sassy. I love her. I just like a sassy old aunt figure. I just like, f- like is my kryptonite. I'm just like, I want to <laughs> be you when I grow up like fuck. Um, and then I'm going to kill winter because she's, she's dumb.
1: Too, too dumb to live.
0: So dumb. And then also is perfectly fine with regicide and invasion happening.
1: And Oh, reticide, invasion, censorship.
0: Because she wants to, like, be on her dad's good side. But that's nothing that she wanted at any point before that in the book. Never. It felt so strangely unmotivated. It was so... Anyway. Um, The book's Claire.
1: Yeah. So I'm uh, 100% going to kill the Fate of Crowns. Mm -hmm. And I am going to marry the Pyramid Waltz.
0: Great are great, great. Um, I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna marry the pyramid waltz. It um like you said, some parts of it like slogged a little bit. There were things that I could like, I knew what was gonna happen, but I was still excited to see it happen. Um, so I I'll give that that. The world building was really good. And then I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna kill the fate of crowns. It was so hard to read. But I would like to read one more passage. And this was actually... I read this. And I was like, oh, that's actually really nice. A really lovely thing was said. So this is Cedric explaining to Winter that she's basically been uh, brainwashed and indoctrinated her whole life. And that reality doesn't reflect her view of reality. And he says, Believing the people you trusted and loved is not a weakness so if you have in fact been lied to it does not make you powerless it means the people who have hid things from you are and I was like oh I highlighted that I'm like watch this be the only insightful thing in the entire book and it was but also that was really good just like the reason why people keep secrets from other people is that's what they need to do to hold power over people yeah I'm just like, oh, good. That's very poignant in this day and age. Um,
1: no, and but she also doesn't learn that lesson.
0: She doesn't learn the lesson. It doesn't matter that he says it. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill the book. Yeah. Also, there was an editor, and it makes me so angry. <laughs> I hope, I hope that editor did it for free. If that editor charged money for this, then I think Rebecca Al Garcia should take that editor to court. Cause yeah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable.
1: Unacceptable.
0: Okay, Claire. Neil. Is it time for a favorite game?
1: It is time for our favorite game.
2: Christine! Yes!
0: I love that we still say it, even though we have a stinger for it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And in fact, the stinger sounds great. And then we do it. It sounds like, Christy, Christy, yes, yes,
2: Guess. Guess, <laughs> guess. I, guess. Secret. Guess, secret, guess. secret, secret. I edit it. So it makes it like when we do say Christine, it, it's in there. I add it in there. I love it. I love it. No, I know. But yeah, you should hear the the rough cut of it. It's like, (laughs) yes, 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 yes. yes." (laughs)
0: yes. (laughs) Goodness. Okay. Claire, give it to me. Also, please tell me these books are under 300 (laughs) pages. I'm so sorry. I break my own rule. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, it's okay. It is okay. okay. I will say that they are in upwards of 200 and up, but that's fine Yeah, so it's like, okay, one of them is 288.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: But yeah, so.
0: I am undaunted.
1: All right, so. Okay. Field Notes on Love by Jennifer E. Smith Mm -hmm. and Blowing Off Steam by Joy Lynn Fielding. Again, Field Notes on Love and
2: Blowing Off Steam. Archaeologists, no. Damn it.
0: <gasps> that was my first guess. Was anthropologists,
2: volcanologists, <laughs> meteorologists. No. Okay.
0: Is it an ologist?
2: No.
0: Oh. Oh. Okay.
2: Okay.
0: Field notes on love and Field blowing off steam. Notes. Is it plumbers? No. Uh, blowing
2: off steam. Trains. Is, trains. It's train. <gasps> <laughs> Yay! Oh my god! I'm so like, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> Y'all don't know how much I love trains.
2: We know. Oh, Let's we
1: see know. how much Claire's disappointed, Neil.
0: I know. Oh, wow. It's I, okay. I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. Listeners, this will be a fun game to play of see how much Neil's hopes are dashed.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my first word was train that's how much i love trains when i was young and i was bored at a restaurant i would make my mom draw me pictures of trains and when that wasn't good enough anymore i made her draw pictures or draw people inside the windows of the train as they (laughs) were riding the train i love trains
1: oh my god (laughs) neil loves trains
0: i love trains
2: trains it's just so romantic really really It's
0: a romantic way to travel. And I think it's because, I mean, I'm sure people on the East Coast are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I I live in California. We don't have them. (laughs) They're so romantic. And over there, they're old world to me
2: absolutely prefer the train. I was just on a train. I mm-hmm. took the train from Philly to Boston, and it was lovely. Great. Lovely.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we've told the story about when Claire surprised me, because she knows how much I love trains, mm-hmm. as a, a birthday gift or something. She's like, I'm whisking you away to Reno on the Amtrak. And we went through the Sierra Nevadas, and it was... Gorgeous. It was, it was. It
1: was so beautiful.
0: Gorgeous. And then nice. we had our own cabin on the way up, which was beautiful. And then on the way back we were in steerage. But even that there was more leg room than on a plane, and you can still get up and walk around and shit. And yeah.
2: oh uh, indeed. I love trains. Yes.
0: I love trains. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I love a train. Oh my, oh my god. Goodness. Okay. What oh
2: are um. these both set in current times or are they period pieces?
1: I mean, here's Claire Rice, who just verified that there was trains involved.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> like, I did none the rest of research. I okay, saw. great. Uh, like, both have trains on the cover. Oh,
0: God. Okay. Um, the very. And one is straight and one is queer.
1: Yes, one is straight and one is queer. Okay. And one of them has, uh, like, and both of them have, like, a... Uh, train in the description but i i barely read the description
0: the trains on the cover how modern do they look
1: um one of them is very modern mm-hmm. the other one is not but the Great. man is modern oh and has no shirt
0: well that's fine
1: <laughs> i get the feeling that these are both modern like they both do oh, this okay. Now.
0: okay okay I know they aren't, but I hope one of them is like a murder mystery train. Yes. And then a real murder happens. And then two people fall in love.
1: Look, there was one book that did have that, but I didn't pick it because it was uh, 400 pages long. That is fair. And then there was another book that I almost picked that was the gay version of that book. But that book was 800 pages long. Oh, my God.
0: There's no reason for that (laughs) book to be that long. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's two books.
1: Part of me thought like. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's a mistake, but I didn't want to buy it to find out.
2: That's fair. Yeah, that's good choices.
1: (laughs) Sometimes I make good choices. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Well,
0: thank you so much, Claire.
1: Thank you, Neil.
0: Thank you, Christine. Thank Thank you
1: you. so much, Christine.
0: Thank you, listeners.
1: Thank you so much, listeners.
0: You are marvelous people, and I hope you enjoyed our whiskey fueled rants (laughs) about these books. Uh, please be sure to tell your friends, your lovers, your handmaidens about us. And if you can, if you if you feel you're able to do so, maybe support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/fmklitpod. You have to type in the whole URL. It is hard to search for us on Patreon because we say dirty words. Dirty, dirty words. Dirty, dirty words. And thank you, authors.
1: Thank you so much, authors. I know we rip into everybody, but we also know like how difficult it is to put your work, your ideas, your thoughts out into the world. And all that we ask is that you maybe go ahead and pay for an editor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, not just your best friend. It's It's fine. Maybe, maybe five editors. It's cool.
0: And listen, we've paid for your books So hopefully you have money to pay that editor For your next book And Max. then it's great, everything's wonderful um, I think that's all we have to say Except that as long as you can do so safely
1: And consensually
0: And with your fiendish side present
1: And maybe with a pyramid in hand
2: Keep Fucking